0: Hello and welcome back to Inside the Box, and today, finally, the Premier League season is over after probably too long. It's been a very long season, very congested, somehow still, a very long, arduous season for every player, and finally it's done. We've known most of what's going to happen for a good couple weeks, but finally, we now know who is going to be in the Champions League representing England, and That's the main league I care about. So, obviously, Manchester City won. That's been probably known for about three months. Uh, The relegation places have been known for another month or so. So, the only thing left to decide on Championship Sunday was who's going to finish in the top four. And those two teams that were decided were Liverpool and Chelsea. And speaking of an unpredictable final day, who would have predicted Chelsea to finish fourth, Liverpool to finish third, and Leicester to miss out? Leicester um, might be the biggest bottle jobs of all time. You know, spent almost the entire season in the top four. Now they miss out on a Gareth Bale masterclass. So... I mean, I'm not sure whether they're unlucky or they're just bottle jobs. Chelsea also looking like they could have been bottle jobs if they weren't the second biggest bottle jobs in the league behind Leicester. With, again, how do you lose to Aston Villa on a game you need to win? With the star-studded Chelsea team, how do you do that? It doesn't make sense. I don't get it. But they lost. Liverpool one, as you're supposed to do when you're trying to make the top four. When you're a team that has aspirations, they won. Meaning that they go into third place ahead of Chelsea, who finished fourth. And Leicester finished fifth, meaning that they'll get Europa League. And I feel like, with context, if you told Leicester City at the beginning of the year, you told the fan, you said, hey, you, now... You're going to get FA Cup, and you're going to get fifth place. Are you going to take that? Your average fan would say, yeah, I'll take that. But given the circumstances of they pretty much had it on lock, it seemed like it was going to be Chelsea-West Ham fighting out for that fourth spot, and Leicester City were kind of sealed in third to finish fifth. It's... It's embarrassing, and I think Brendan Rodgers, who's always had to fight back this criticism of him being a bottle job, of him not being able to win things, of him just kind of choking at the final hurdle, that's always been his reputation, and this result does not help him whatsoever. What I think it does help is it helps Liverpool, because Liverpool... I think mid-February and even March, down and out, uh, they had no hope. The front three were not firing. nothing was going right for them. And then they finished third. I think I think that that's an incredible achievement given their circumstances. People will say they've been terrible champions, but if you took what happened if you gave them Liverpool's injury crisis. They would not be able to do what they, what Liverpool managed to do. Finishing third with Nat Phillips, a guy who was almost loaned to the championship in October. Reese Williams, a kid, a 20 year old kid, who was playing at Kidderminster Harriers in the sixth tier of English football. He, them two, would be able to start at the back for them on Championship Sunday in a crucial game and keep a clean sheet. You're kidding me. There's no way, no way that that should happen. No way in a team with Liverpool who have Virgil van Dyke, Joe Gomez, and Joel Matip, and Henderson, who can play center back. Those four, all of them injured. All of them. There's no way that they should be finishing third in the Premier League. There, that that doesn't compute in my brain. My brain doesn't know how to figure that out. Why? How? Huh? Who, what, where, when, and why? That's what I'm asking. So Liverpool, giving their achievements, they'll take third. And going into next season, it it will really help them because not only uh, is the champ, you want to finish in the top four for Champions League. The Champions League, it gives you uh, added money. You get more money. And you can attract bigger players to the club. So, and giving Liverpool, who just won the Premier League last year and the Champions League before that, they're trying to make this step up into signing some big, big players. So if you bomb out of the Champions League, that doesn't help. So, I think, where did Liverpool go from here? Where did Liverpool go from here? With, hopefully, Joe Gomez, Van Dijk, Joao Matip, Nat Phillips, Reese Williams, uh, Ben Davies. That's six starting centre-backs. Where do Liverpool go from here? Reports say that they're signed Ibrahima Kanate from Leipzig. Obviously, they have $18, $18 million for uh, Quebec from Schalke. Who? That's a really good deal because besides that first game, he played very well for the Reds. So you have eight center backs. Where do they go? So I'm gonna I'm gonna play a game. I'm gonna name a center back. Then what do I do with him? So Van Dyke, probably most obvious one. You put him right back into your starting lineup. He's best center back in the world. Best defender in the world. No one. No one can tell me that I'm wrong there. Uh, Joe Gomez. I, he stays at Liverpool. He's still young, and he. Has potential, so you stay. You he stays at Liverpool, but he's not guaranteed that starting spot anymore. I think. Joe Matip, I think you can sell Matip. Matip, he's not played very well, or he when he has played, he hasn't played very well, and he's too injury riddled for a Liverpool team. Um, he's he's not like a good the best center back they have as well i think if he had talent and was injury riddled you could say okay let's see if he can beat this uh virus of injuries but he's not their best center back and you can make some money off him at least 10 to 20 million about the same that they got for Dejan Lovren uh last summer i think you could sell him for about that price and say that was a successful uh, deal. So Ben Davies, I don't know what. I think he was a signing where they didn't trust Nat Phillips or Rhys Williams, so they made a signing, and then he got injured right away, I think. So I think he stays on next year. Maybe he doesn't even make their Premier League uh, roster. Uh, maybe he gets sold. To a championship side or maybe even a a Premier League side for a probably pretty good profit. Maybe you could get seven to 10 million for him, and that's a profit of five million, which is not too bad. Or he stays as just kind of a squad player who maybe gets along with the other players of the club. I don't know really what's going to happen with Ben Davies. Um, I think the most interesting one here is what's going to happen with Nat Phillips. He's arguably been Liverpool's second best player uh, this season, behind Mo Salah. He's really uh, shown in the center back spot, and I think alongside Virgil van Dijk, he might have a bright future at Liverpool. He might bench Joe Gomez. I think maybe maybe he doesn't uh start consistently but he can be your third choice center back and he's not a bad option to have there he's a player who if you need to rotate uh joe gomez out or maybe van dyke uh needs a break because i think he's more of a van dyke type player he's not the like speedster that joe gomez is he doesn't like he's not a switch for joe gomez he's more of a switch for Virgil van dyke so I think he is going to be a player that if, if uh, Liverpool are defending a lead that we can put in to kind of change up our system so that way you can have uh, an out-and-out defender who's puts defending first, set himself. He'd rather clear a ball off the line than score a goal. You have that player. So I think Nat Phillips stays and has a bright future at Liverpool. Another more interesting one is what happens to Reese Phillips or Reese Williams. Rhys Williams has been sort of a decent uh, defender for Liverpool. He's obviously younger than uh, Nat Phillips. He's I think he's twenty. I think uh, Rhys Williams gets loaned out to a Premier League side or a Championship side, and maybe maybe can get into a liverpool team in a couple of years he's not he's not ready to be relied on especially with the other two center backs i'm that's i still haven't mentioned yet and one of those is uh ozan kabak kabak is a very interesting player because 18 million for someone of his potential and some of his current ability is very 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 good that's a that's a good deal i think i think if uh ibrahima canate if that move doesn't happen kabak stays and becomes maybe that sort of fourth choice center back so you have uh, van dyke gomez phillips and kabak i think those four Will be a really good sort of center back group, and I think you could get away with having an injury and be able to slot one of those two in, and not really look like you're dipping, uh, in form too much, unless it's Van Dyke. But no one can replace Van Dyke, and Ibrahim Akanate. Ah, uh, this is a signing where I'm sh- like, why I don't think Liverpool need to make that signing. They have talent. They have players coming back, I think they could put that money into saving for uh, someone who can join their front three, someone who can replace uh, maybe a Rigi, but have more of an impact, because Origi, he, he's got his cult hero status at Liverpool, it's time for him to move on, and Liverpool need to find someone who can sort of be another Diogo Jota, who comes in can play well off the bench can play well starting and when liverpool need that extra boost can come in and really give liverpool that kick now talked about liverpool for a while so let's transition to what's probably the biggest story what happened to lester what happened to them is it a curse of the rogers the brendan rogers curse has fallen upon them but you you can't, you can't write this any funnier. Where they're in the, uh, they're in the top four over the last two over this championship Sunday and the championship Sunday last year. Both times they lose, drop down to fifth. You can't write this story. What's happening to them? I think it's purely a case of their squad is not as deep. Uh, in the Premier League season, over 38 games, and especially in a condensed, arduous schedule like this uh, season, eventually Leicester City's oh, squad depth is going to catch up to them, and they're not going to be able to fly through it at the highest. You saw Jamie Vardy's form started to dip, and Kalechi Nacho luckily came along. But as soon as those goals dried up, there wasn't much of a, a goal scoring threat. And when Johnny Evans got injured, they couldn't, their defensive line was not the same without him. When um, Harvey Barnes got injured, their attacking threat was not the same. They really struggled from just not having the right squad depth to, to get top four. I think it's a real shame because I think everyone in the Premier League would have loved to see uh Leicester make it in the top 4 even liverpool or chelsea fans would have loved to see the other t- would have loved to see the other team kicked out for Leicester to come in but unfortunately they just didn't they just didn't have a squad deep enough to make these runs i feel i feel that their whole uh system of bringing in one or two uh smart signings is they need to just start making a lot of signings, maybe get some cheaper players with bright futures and bring them into the club to have some sort of depth. And I feel if they can uh, really push the Europa League because they don't have a terrible squad, like their starting 11 is not terrible. If they can really sort of push towards winning the Europa League, that will help them a lot. Uh, automatic Champions League. With that. It'll help them bring in better, bigger players. More money. Uh, if they can really. Uh, prioritize the Europa League. Then they'll. They'll have a chance. Of in the next couple of years. Building into a big. Big six. Top six squad. And. This whole sort of underdog name will be sort of removed, and they'll be the they'll be the new Arsenal. They've they'll be the new Arsenal, uh, not the Arsenal of new, but the Arsenal of old. And maybe they don't, maybe they won't be as big, but they'll sort of take Arsenal's place in the top six teams in England over the next five six years. Another uh, interesting uh, thing that came out this week is Nuno Espirito Santo is leaving Wolves. Meaning that there's a Wolves job open, there's a Spurs job open, there's a Crystal Palace job open. And there's a lot of big managers around Europe who can look to make moves. Uh, I think Spurs have already said they won't be taking Nuno in. So... This really leaves me for some more outside predictions on to who's going to fill those places. So, I think the Crystal Palace job will go to uh, Stephen Gerrard. I think Stephen Gerrard, no, Frank Lampard, sorry. Frank Lampard will take over Crystal Palace for Wolves. I'm not sure he's going to take over Wolves because it seems like it would have to be a Portuguese manager right with their whole uh portuguese portuguese fc uh jorge mendes fc i f- if i feel like a manager who comes into wolves would be portuguese but if they're not going to be portuguese i would see either either steven gerard or an outside shout would be the uh st johnston manager who won a double in scotland <laughs> uh won both cups uh for Scotland for St Johnston in Scotland, which is a very uh rare achievement for a team that doesn't play in the old firm Derby. And so I think Callum Davidson, the manager of St Johnston FC, will really um will really be a good signing for Wolves and I think they'll have a chance uh, to really get back to their seventh place, um, seventh place standards, if they sign him, for the Spurs job, I don't. See, I don't know who could take over that job. I don't think Steven Gerrard will take over Spurs because he doesn't want to go to another top team when he's waiting for that Liverpool job. I think. I think we need to make this clear. Steven Gerrard is going to find some jobs in the Premier League until 2024 when Jurgen Klopp contract runs out and he's going to be his ready-made replacement, ready to go. That's what's going to happen. I don't think he's going to stay in Scotland for that much longer. He's going to make a move into the Premier League so he can get his Premier League know-how up for when he's going to eventually be Liverpool's manager. I think... (laughs) Steven Gerrard managing Liverpool is a prediction that everyone can make. People know it's going to happen. And I wouldn't be surprised if Spurs have already contacted Steven Gerrard's agents about him coming and managing Tottenham. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to go to some sort of lower league team. And he's going to really stay there until Jurgen Klopp's contract runs out. Now, there's one person who I feel very bad for, and that person is Ralph Hasenhutl. Ralph Hasenhutl was everyone's sort of manager of the future. Uh, The Austrian was taking Southampton um, up and up the table, never seemed like they were going to slip until they lost 9-0 to Manchester United. And after that, they just started, started to fall. And Hasenhutl's stock started to drop. Because I think Hasenhutl was wanting a big move. And I think he would have become the Tottenham manager if Southampton didn't fall away. I think that was a very good uh, upgrade for him. It's exactly what Mauricio Pochettino did. Where Mauricio Pochettino was Southampton manager. Then he goes to Spurs and is a star there. He's there. Everyone's favorite manager. He's the Spurs manager. That's exactly what should have happened to Hassan Hutu if Southampton didn't fall away. So that's sort of what I think with managers. But now that the season's over, it's time to talk about some transfer talk, which is the only cool thing about the summer besides the Euros, which is upcoming. Stay tuned right here to inside the box for talk about the Euros. So who's moving where what's happening and what's who's going to do what and who's going to need to improve in some areas. If you didn't catch last episode, I mentioned where I think Harry Kane's going to go. I think there's two possibilities for him only two and that's either he's staying at Spurs because Spurs are in the driving seat here. Or he's going to Man City for $80 million plus Ake and Jesus. So, who else is going to make some moves? And who could go where? Uh, Danny Ings, Southampton uh, striker, could be off to maybe sit on the bench at Spurs. If, Her- if uh, that Jesus deal doesn't happen and Harry Kane leaves even though I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, Danny Ings could be off to a big club. He could go to uh, Tottenham, Arsenal. Maybe he could probably end up at Leicester or maybe West Ham. But I think West Ham, speaking of strikers, Tammy Abraham, he's, he's got to move. He's not going to have a future at Chelsea. And he's a bright talent. People uh, are going to want him. So Tammy Abraham is going to find his way to West Ham. Another player who I think could be off is Dominic Calvert-Lewin. The one problem is where does Dominic Calvert-Lewin go? Um, I don't think City are going to go for him. City are going to try and save up, save, even though they don't need to save for Holland or Kane. Um, I think Tottenham, again, a lot of these summer uh, strikers are going to just be dependent on what happens to Kane. If Kane stays at Tottenham, then Tottenham uh, sign maybe a backup, but that's unlikely. So what I think is going to happen, if Tottenham keep Kane, the entire striker transfer In the Premier League sort of falls down with this whole rotation thing. I think that Kane transfer is really going to shape the market for the rest of this window. Uh, But I personally don't think he's going to go anywhere. If he does go somewhere, then probably Calvert-Lewin to Tottenham. That just seems likely to, to happen to me. So... In um, other transfer news, as I mentioned earlier, Ibrahima Kanate has seemed like it's going to be confirmed to Liverpool. But as far as I know, that's pretty much the only uh, confirmed rumor for this um, transfer window. So right now, as of today, there's not many big rumors. But in upcoming... Weeks or so after the Euros happen, there's definitely gonna be a lot more things coming out. So please stay tuned here to Inside the Box. Um, next week, I'm gonna have my team of the season ready, my Premier League team of the season, and maybe my European team of the season. We'll uh, figure that out. Uh, am I gonna to have top score? Uh, not sorry, my awards for what I think for the season. So um, next season, um, I'm going to make some predictions as well, maybe in that episode, if, if you stay tuned, then you can hear my predictions for the Euros. And then after the Euros happen, uh, as we go into the summer, um, I think we're gonna put a pause on the show. But as football starts to kick off, I'm gonna give my predictions and stuff. So the future's looking bright for the show, the show, the best show filmed by Owen Kennedy for Soccer Talk. Uh, that you could get. So please stay tuned, and you're listening to Inside the Box, Episode Three. Stay tuned and have a good day. Bye.